This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the B-Sotted Pride of West London podcast, coming to you a couple of days after the narrow 1-0 defeat up at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Still seems a little bit pinch yourself to think we've come away, as I said, just a narrow defeat. But um, we're still pinching ourselves as well that we didn't really give that game a go, I don't think. And we'll also be looking forward to the visit of Newcastle United, the team that is in the most form uh, in the Premier League this season, well, in the last few weeks at least. Um, and a team that we need to uh, give a little bit of payback after the, uh, the defeat up at uh, St James's Park early in the season. Joining me this afternoon is Lewis Holmes. How are you, Lewis? You all right, mate? Very good, thank you, Dave. I'm enjoying the Easter sunshine and I'm looking forward to what should be a very good game tomorrow. Uh, the midweek disappointment is behind me. Um, I, this season was all about sort of improving on last season and we've done a a better showing of ourselves against Man United. 4-1 aggregate over the two games. Um, so we put the disappointment of midweek behind us and we move on to, as I say, a very interesting game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm still I'm still um, recovering from the white knuckle ride of getting up there and back. In, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you heard the post-match pod, but uh, I was still stuck in traffic near Hounslow at four o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, looking at all the technology uh, Mark was driving. And uh, yeah, we didn't hang around. Let's put it, let's put it like that. But uh, yeah, we were looking at uh, you know at Waze. We looked at Google Maps. We looked at Apple Maps, and they're all saying we'll get there in time. But traffic around Birmingham was just awful, and it was just like, oh, it's, it's, are we going to be walking in at half time and like just like wasting a whole <laughs> afternoon? But fortunately, we walked in just as the whistle went for the start of the game. It couldn't have been timed any better for us. Um, hope everyone got back in one piece as well. Um, yeah, I mean, did you, looking back at, at Wednesday, now the dust has settled a bit. Do you, do you think? Do you think that Thomas thought that Man United were better than they actually were? I mean, we we were set up to you know really kind of contain them if we could and just stay in the game until thirty minutes to go. Do 
you think we should have gone for it a bit more? I mean, hindsight's a beautiful thing, but probably yes. That, you know, that sort of stay in the game for the first 20 minutes, half hour has served us well before in the past and you know, catch on the break and, and, and all that. It's worked before and it might have, you know, on a different day, it might have worked, but there was just a little bit of sort of deference, a little bit of just kind of wariness. It just, they, the team just seemed wary in that first half hour, like don't slip up. Um, and it sort of showed in the kind of, we didn't look quite as confident and there wasn't as much pomp as there usually is. Um, but I do, th you know, to, to, to take nothing away from Man United in their narrow one uh, win, um, Ten Hag clearly learned his lessons from the fixture at the GTEC and they, they didn't allow us to play very much in those opening stages. They were on us and we were pinned back into our box. And so it was, it's, one of, it's one of those, you know, on another day it could have gone the other way, but it was just... It wasn't it wasn't our day it was it was unlike Brentford I thought I, you know I, I thought we we're, we're normally a little bit more adventurous than that and that's not that's not to say like you know we shouldn't be naive and just go for it every game but not a lot there was not a lot of quality there either I mean our passing was poor um, some of the decision making was was was, was average and I, you know there was there was some really kind of uh, some meh performances in there as well but you know it's it's you know, you're gonna get that it's it, it's a it's a three game week and you know i, I guess the it, it, it is old trafford what, what, how, however you want to wrap it up you know we're not you know i drove past the bescott Walsall on the way back and i looked over and i thought oh god we used to we used to have to go there and <laughs> you know we're thinking about where we just we're driving back from and it, you know you, you have People say, you know, oh yeah, blah blah blah. But we're here now, blah. but it is Old Trafford. You, you can't get that out of your head, surely. No, you know, they're 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 not. Man United aren't the team that they were in their Premier League pomp, but they're still Manchester United. They're still, as you say, it's Old Trafford. Those those words have lights around them for for almost every team out there. So it's yeah, it's a weird one. It's I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm gonna. I'm already looking forward rather than looking backwards on that one. I thought I thought yeah. we looked a lot better with the substitutions. That triple sub that Thomas made looked a lot, lot better. Um, I thought Sharda looked very good, um, and I'd quite like to see Sharda start tomorrow because um, he, he looked very good. Agreed. Yeah, Sharda was asking some serious questions of some seriously good players. He, he knocked the ball round and just kind of, I don't know how he did that. You know, so, he, he, he looks um, supremely confident and, you know, if only he could have found that finish when he was through on goal with De Gea in front of him. Uh, that would have that would have capped off what's been an impressive start to his Brentford career, I think. Well, I think we're expecting some really good things, you know. Yeah, obviously, there's some hype, but, uh, you know, he's, he's representing... Germany now as a, as a as a you know first team player, uh, he's scored you know he set up the the goal against Fulham. He's, he, he had a really good first half at Southampton. The more I see of him, the more excited I get. And you know um, I, I'm not going to apologise for getting excited about new signings. Yes, there's obviously some improvements. Yes, there's a long way to go. No, he's not the finished article. But he's in a red and white striped shirt. We've got an option to buy him um, as a, as a full-time B in in the summer. I don't see any reason why we won't exercise that right, do you? 
No, absolutely not. No, I'm, I, I, I don't think I've seen a loan to buy that hasn't become a buy. Like they always go through. So I'm very excited to see more of him. He's a massive, massive upgrade on Philip Hoffman. I love Hoff, but he's a massive upgrade on on our last big German striker. Um, and yeah, I, I, he's he's got all that sort of raw potential, and it's just a case of kind of you know, honing it and getting him, getting him into the, the, the system, the Brentford system. But um, I, I, yeah, I want to see him on Saturday. I think, I think Newcastle are good. That Newcastle are a good type, good team. Um, but their defence can be got at. And Sharda running at Dan Burn has got my mouth watering already. Yeah, I agree. Now let's let's go back to rainy Old Trafford Wednesday night, straight after the game. I caught up with a fair few Bees fans, and let's hear what they said after that defeat. Definitely the first half was Man United's a good lot of opportunities coming from them culminating in their goal but we did need to mix it up in the second half and the three substitutions all at the same time really did make a difference. I think Josh De Silva, Kevin Sharda and Shander Baptist put in a great shift to really good football and started giving us opportunities with a really clear chance by Kevin Sharda. That's going to look quite good on the highlights. Uh, I'd like to see that one again, definitely. We made a big improvement with the subs. First half too passive, sat back too much and midfield arguably a bit too weak. I thought first half were very poor. We never cost them doing quick enough. I thought we should have been better in the first half. He's made some changes, brought on a bit of pace. And I thought we were excellent second half, to be honest, man. I thought we were much better. We, we managed to contain them a bit more. But, oh, no, I mean, you know, you can't be grumbling at 1-0. Um, but I thought we could have done better in the first half. The pitch is soaking wet. You've got to take a few players out sometimes. It's all, like, light-hearted. They had two booked for quite big tackles in the first half. And we were like, with a couple on that far corner, with a couple of them pulled out, and you're thinking, you've got, you've got to go through them. You know, give them something to think about, and the pace did change it. So they, they looked frightened when the pace came on, sir. It looked to me like we came here to try and sort of almost conserve energy and try and just basically see out 60 minutes, um, hopefully still be at nil-nil, and then maybe try and... Because the first half, we didn't show any sort of attacking intent. I don't know, and was, maybe that was the plan. I mean, every now and then we got the ball, things didn't fall for us at all in the first half. So, you know, may, maybe we could have got a little bit more out of it. But I don't think we'd have made those changes as early if it would still been nil-nil. And then once we made the changes, you know, I thought we played really well. There's the Bees fans um, giving us their opinions straight after the uh, final whistle, straight from the heart, and pretty much word for word what we've, we've just said as well. I, I, I don't think there's many Bees fans that have got a, um, a different way of looking at that game. Yeah, uh, it was important that we didn't expose ourselves early and get uh, you know get blown away, as it were. Um, but you know, once you realise that Man United uh, weren't quite on it, the shooting was woeful, everything was going over and wide, um, I think, you know, we should have just gone for it a little bit more. But there you go, as you said, high, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, are you feeling, um, you feeling a bit funky, Lewis? Or are you, are, you a bit, are you feeling a bit more factual? Where, where are you at this morning? Um, I mean, generally, I'm a bit more punk than funk, Dave. But um, I'm, I'm always open to a little bit of funk and some if facts. I, can I, if I if I put uh, like well, not me. If, if I if I played some a combination of the both, would you would that be something you'd be interested in? Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Right, I will. Jonathan Birchall, JB, 
the Super B, Fact and the Funk Man. He is going to give us some facts and funk about the last few games and about the visit of Newcastle United. Cheers, JB. Take it away. Are you ready for this? I told you for coming. Who? JB. And he's ready to stock it to you one time. Jonathan Burton here again. As we enter the final quarter of the season, it was a couple of games this week which only produced a point, although over 100,000 fans saw those two games. 73,309 at Old Trafford was slightly down on last season, but still the second highest crowd ever to watch one of our games. For Ivan Tony, it was 10,000 down on the 83,947 who witnesses England debut at Wembley. To Brighton, and it was one of those unusual ones where we had no corners. Statistically for us, that happens once every couple of seasons, but it's the second time in the last nine seasons that that's occurred at Brighton. The other was a 1 0 win in January 2015 when Andre Gray scored the only goal of the game. The United game was heading the same way, but we awarded our first after an hour. Pontus and Pinnock both scored on Saturday. We've not seen two centre backs on a league score sheet since August 2017. And then Captain John Egan and Andres Belgium netted in the 4-3 defeat to Nottingham Forest at Griffin Park. In our history, we've had five previous home league fixtures against this Saturday's visitors Newcastle, but no win for 75 years. None of those home fixtures have ever been draws, although with us being the Premier League's draw specialists with 13, and Newcastle second with 11, you couldn't rule out a first home draw at the weekend. Some really good, really good knowledge in there, as always. Thanks, mate. We move on. We move on to Newcastle, the form team at the moment. Four straight wins, and they had a cracking midweek result at West Ham United. They blew the hammers away 5-1. There was some calamitous defending in there by by West Ham, um, which may flatter the the final uh, scoreline slightly, but you know it's. It being no doubt that Newcastle are there's a swagger about them at the moment. They beat Man United last weekend, and um, you know it was a tricky one. West Ham are down there battling. Well, <laughs> don't know <laughs> battling somehow, but I mean they should be battling whether they are battling. But they 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 are in a relegation scrap. If they didn't think they are before, they certainly are now, and um, they came away with with a five one win. They will be quite confident about coming to uh, to New Griffin Park. We'll be speaking to Matty from the Gallagher end in a minute. He's got all the insider knowledge. How are you looking at the visit of uh, the Magpies, Lewis and um, Eddie Howe? I, I should confess that I have an irrational dislike of Eddie Howe. I don't know where it comes from, but he just, there's something about the man that rubs me out the wrong way. Um, but there's no denying that he has got that Newcastle team playing fantastically and he's really got them playing for each other and working as a cohesive unit. They've had their little blip. All teams have a little blip. They've had their little blip and it's behind them um, and they are in good form. But I think they are there to be got at as well. Like Even West Ham during the week, who were, were not good, scored against them. Um, and I think it, sort of, it probably is going to define our season uh, the rest of our season, this game on Saturday, because, you know, that whole, we, us fans, we looked at the fixture list and we were like, we've got to get our points before April, because look at that running, before May, because look at that running, and we've got our points, and it could be quite easy to take your foot off the throttle. 
But that sort of pack that we're in at the moment with, with, with uh, Villa and Brighton um, and Fulham, um, it, it's very close, it's very congested, and we could still finish higher up the table. So Saturday sort of defines whether we're on the beach or whether we're still going for finishing as high as we possibly can, I think, for me. And I, I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think I'd like to think that Thomas and the boys are going to go for it. I, I hope that you're correct in that. Yeah, I mean, I think the band of final positions that we're looking at is anywhere between, you know, like sixth and, and tenth or eleventh, perhaps. If it, if it, you know, if it doesn't go the way we hoped, you know, we're still actually only ten points behind Newcastle. Let's let's not forget that. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a kind of that's, that shows you what our season's been like, and uh, um, and it shows you what's what's. You know, we're capable of achieving with you know a string of good results. And I, I, I like you was was looking at the the running and and think you know not filled with dread, but you know there's there's some cracking games there, and now we're safe. You know, surely there's there, it is. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The incentive is to just go and take as many scalps as possible and to really just go for it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the out. You know, we'll see what the attitude is 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 tomorrow. Um, and um, and I, I just hope. There's not a kind of a sense of kind of we're safe. Um, it's a bit of a bit of on the beach. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's in, in our nature. But you know, I, I, it, the, the 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 defensive displays at Brighton and and Man United kind of were were needed probably. Um, but you know, I, I I go back to my point that once you realise that Man United weren't as good as Brighton, we could probably got a lot a little bit more adventurous at that point. Newcastle um, have got a lot of lot of threats. Sam Maximan, Kieran Trippier's boot is is is, is a golden one. Um, there's a there's a few players in there that that, that will, will will concern us, Lewis. Who, who, who stands out for you in that Newcastle team? Um, my I saw a comment from my irrational nemesis during the week um, where Eddie Howe talked about rotation and he talked about um, switching up uh, Callum Wilson and Isaac. Uh, Alexander Isaac, um, and I think Isaac came on, didn't he? He came on as a sub, but he got a, he got a nice rest. So I I, I, I fear for that um, on Saturday. And Trippier, like you say, I mean Trippier has been amazing for my fantasy football team. But I I will I will gladly bin those points off if he has a stinker on Saturday. Um, I, yeah, let's let's go over to Matty from the Gallagher and let's let's hear what he's got to say. Over to you, Matty. 
Hello everyone, this is Matthew from the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel here to talk everything Newcastle and give a little preview ahead of our game on Saturday. Now, in terms of our season so far, I can't complain whatsoever. There's been a few dodgy spells, where, the, especially at the start, where we couldn't convert these draws into wins and there's been a, a, couple, of, a couple of dodgy games here and there. Um, a, a few months ago but other than that I really can't complain we've just won our fourth game in a row um, we've been to a cup final first in 20 plus years and we're fighting for Champions League football whether we'll get it you know I think it's going to be a tight ask but the fact we're fighting up there just shows how much this team has improved in a, such a short space of time if you had told me this is where we would be at this point in the season I'd have snapped your hand off at the start of it and for me it's down to one man and that's Mr. Eddie Howe. His staff have done brilliantly as well, but he has really instilled a confidence, an organisation, a work ethic in this side. And yes, we've spent money, we've brought in some fantastic players, the Sven Botmans, Alexander Isaks of the world, Bruno Gimaresh as well. But we are still getting a massive tune out of the likes of Joe Willock, Joe Linton. Fabian Scher, these are players that were there well before the takeover and they are key players for Newcastle now and that's because of the confidence Eddie Howe has instilled in them. I am so happy with the job that he's doing and long may it continue and if we get European football this season, whether that be Champions League, Conference League, Europa League, I'll take any of it and it's how we manage that next season if we get it with the squad that we have because so far, I mean this squad... It's got some great, great players, but we're a few injuries away from having a very weak bench. Um, our last couple of games, we've shown that with, with everyone fit and firing, we're able to bring Anthony Gordon, Isak, um, Joe Willock off the bench like we did against West Ham, uh, change the front three with quality players, and if we can do that in most positions, that'll put us in good stead. But right now, I just don't think the squad's just there. Jacob Murphy's the world, all respect to them, the Javier Manquillos. They're going to be players that as much as they've tried a lot over the last few seasons and, 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 and really tried to you know, affect games, they're not going to be good enough for where we want to go. And that's, again, with all due respect to their efforts. Um, so, I mean, our team now, you know, you look at the quality that's, that's peppered around it. I said Sven Botman, he's been a stalwart at the centre-half position. Uh, but again, he's found a great partner in Fabian Scher, who's been there at Newcastle for a good six, seven years now, uh, a fantastic player, Swiss international, and again a player that maybe looked like he was out the door under Steve Bruce, but Eddie Howe was, took him under his wing and made him, again, a brilliant player alongside Sven Botman. But I think when you're looking out for players for Newcastle, number one is Bruno Gimaresh. Bruno Gimaresh is probably the best player I've seen at Newcastle in, in a good few years. He's controlled the ball in midfield. He's a little bit of a goal threat going forward, although he wasn't at his previous club. Um, but, you know, the forward areas, Alan St. Maximum, we all know what he can do when he's fit and firing. He's really had a good run of form the last couple of games, getting assists in both the Man United and West Ham games. And it's good that we've got options at centre-forward now. Callum Wilson, I think we'll all be, be aware of the threat he possesses. But Alexander Isak is finally getting a run of games after the injury he got that kept him out for a good couple of months. And he is he looks like he can be lethal. He's quick, he's strong, he's tall, he's awkward. He, 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 can, he can finish from outside the box, he can finish from inside the box, and he's good in the air. Um, but he's still only young, I think. He's still there's a bit of raw talent there that's going to be moulded by Eddie Howe. But yeah, I think we should be looking out for players like Isak. But you know, 
this squad is, is, is slowly becoming, well, especially the starting 11, slowly becoming a team that have got quality in a lot of positions and hopefully we can refine that and add to that in the summer. Um, in terms of what we're going to do this season, I think as long as we get um, European football, then that will dictate us getting maybe four or five players in in the summer because, like I say, the squad's just not there yet. However, if you know you get Conference League and no disrespect to the teams in that league, um, maybe your Jacob Murphys of the world will do jobs in those on those Thursday night games. But if we finish in the Champions League, there needs to be three or four, five quality, quality additions. Now, will we make the Champions League? Me, personally, I'm known as a pessimist. I don't think we will. I just don't, because of that squad game, there's still going to be there's a lot of football still to be played. There's 10, 10 games or so, and, and I think that a few injuries could cost us. Our running is not too bad. However, we've still got the likes of Brentford next on Saturday by no means an easy game um, Brentford are doing so well um, they've actually they've only lost six games all season like us they've drew, drawn a few but they've been very very good and you've got the likes of Aston Villa who've hit a massive run of form now under Unai Emery um, you know we play in them after Brentford um, so they're two huge games if we get six points out of those next two games I might you know start to think we've got more of a chance and then we've got Spurs at home and let's see what type of state they're in they're a club in turmoil at the moment so let's see who's managing them and how they're doing because you know we just don't know we just don't know with Spurs um, but you know the last time we played Brentford St James's Park 5-1 did you deserve to get B5-1 absolutely not um, you know there was a couple of mistakes by you guys I believe the last goal was an own goal as far as I can recall we did go 2-0 up and I think deservedly so but you guys came straight back into the game got the penalty from Tony and I thought, OK, we're in for it here. It was very, very similar to the game we've just witnessed on Wednesday night against West Ham. Maybe not as many mistakes uh, like West Ham uh, did, but, you know, it looked like at half-time this is going to be a tricky one. We're going to have to really pull the socks up to, to get something from this game, to get these three points and not um, throw away the two-goal lead we got. Uh, but thankfully, we came out. Bruno gave a rest score to make a 3-1, and then it got a bit easier from there. It, and it, it was part of a, a good winning run that we got um, at that point in the season and set us in good stead and put us up where we are now. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this weekend it's going to be the same in terms of it's going to be a hard game um, I don't think we're going to win 5-1 by no means um, I think it's just down to who scores the first goal as much as that's a bit of a cliche um, if we can score the first goal I'm confident that we can get a result but again you know at your guys' stadium it generates a great atmosphere and you've got players there who or a worry for any side. Now, it's easy for me as a Newcastle fan to talk about Ivan Tony. He's a football fan. It's easy to talk about Ivan Tony. I appreciate he's got a cloud hanging over his head right now on whether this punishment's going to come through, uh, how long it's going to be, how extensive it's going to be. Um, but right now, he's still played. And if he plays on Saturday, he is a massive, massive threat. A big physical presence, quick, you know, strong great finisher alive in the box just a real handful of a player and a player I'd, I'd love to see play for Newcastle to be honest um, however you know you're more than just Ivan Tony. and if I was to really pick on one player that I think's got a, a really good threat and I know again it's not exactly the most uh, you know unique of choices but Brian and Buemo 
uh, really good players, formulated a good partnership with Ivan Tony or whoever else he plays with, I mean, or wherever he's played in that sort of front three. Uh, great player, uh, always busy, always a threat. So I think it'll be all be about how quiet we can keep your forward players. We have got the best defence in the league, only conceding 20 goals so far this season. Um, but again, we just need to be on our toes. Uh, we've shown a little bit of frailty, I think, um, especially last night. Um, Dan Byrne at left back could be a sort of way in for you guys. I love Dan Byrne, but I think he really isn't an orthodox left back. He's six foot six, six foot seven, um, not very fast, but again, for what he doesn't have in pace, he makes up for in defensive positioning, you know, grit, determination, and he's able to sort of clear the ball when the ball comes over the top in the channels, and he's a threat from set pieces, although he hasn't really scored from one yet. Um, so I think maybe if he plays, there could be some joy for Brentford down that side. All that being said, he has played left-back in the best defence in the league pretty much all the way through this season. So we'll see what happens. Um, in terms of prediction, I'm going to try and be optimistic. I'm going to say 2-1 Newcastle. I'm going to say we make uh, we take a 2-0 lead and you guys pull one back um, to make it a bit nervy in the, in the final stages. But honestly, it's going to be a really hard game for Newcastle. Brentford having a fantastic season. Um, long may continue that they become solidified and a stalwart of Premier League football moving forward. The manager's doing a great job. Um, so, yeah, um, the only real Brentford fan I've spoken to over the last you know, a few years is Bean Billy. What a great guy. Uh, loves football so much and, and for him I hope that Brentford can keep progressing just keep there in the Premier League and keep giving you guys memories again I think it's going to be 2-1 but all the best to you guys going to the games I hope you have a good drink with a few Geordies who are going to be travelling down in their numbers uh, safe travels to all of them and if you ever want to come and listen to anything more about Newcastle you know where to find us the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel but all the best have a great long weekend everyone and stay safe and I'll catch you again soon confident magpie as you would imagine uh, someone who's obviously enjoying his season someone who's enjoying the the kind of phoenix not phoenix from the flames but the renaissance of of, of, a, of a big big club you know i always look at newcastle and don't get too excited i look at them as a kind of a west hamish kind of club you know it's they've they never won anything in my lifetime that's not me trolling them that's just a fact um, you know, it's it's like they've got a huge reputation. Their fan base is legendary for, for obvious reasons. There, you know, they they're they're bonkers. They follow their team everywhere. And they always get behind them. And I'm, I'm you know I'm expecting big noise from that corner of the G Tech tomorrow. We have to get behind our team as well, don't we, Lewis? Yeah, we do. Um, there's there's been a, you scratch the surface of social media, and there's a lot of talk about how you know the atmosphere doesn't always isn't always the best at the G-Tech. Um, I sort of wish this was a 5.30 kickoff. Uh, those extra two hours of... of um, those extra two hours in the pub... Uh, yes. ...had a little fire, don't they? Yeah, it's not. Totally so, and, and as you say, uh, I think, the, you know, the away corner is probably going to be the loudest tomorrow that it's, it's going to be all season. Um, they're going to make a right old racket. So we've got to respond and we've got to make a right old racket and we've got to get behind our team. Um, I think it does matter... A little bit that you know Brighton and Man U are away and this is a home game. Um, obviously, that obviously makes a difference. So, yeah, we've got to, we've got to be on it. We've all got to have three wheat of it. Um, and and or, th or three or three pints. I'm gonna have the three. You can have the wheat of it, mate. I'll, I'm gonna go for the I'll go for the pride myself. But there you go. Um, give us a prediction, mate. Um, I'm gonna go for a very 
a very t a Manchester City esque two one. I think it's going to be a tight game, um, but the sun's shining. It's a lovely four day weekend, and if we're going to be optimistic, let's be fully optimistic. It'll be one all, and then we'll we'll score like Vissa in the last minute. Um, the roof will go off, free from desire blast, and a happy Easter weekend to all. I'm going to almost mirror that. I'm going to go 3 2 instead of 2 1. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm predicting a little bit a little bit more goal action, a little bit more shaky defending, but <laughs> goals, mate. Goals at Easter. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming on, Lewis. Um, all our best wishes still go out to Billy and the family. Um, he's had um, a bit of medical uh, news about his son, which is all all right, I think. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing him back on the podcast next week. Um, got a week off, not a week off, as in like, there's like a, not a weekend off. We've got uh, Wolves away the following weekend, but there's no midweek next week, so we can have a longer uh, look back over the you know the last few weeks and um, a couple of features which we've been planning to do but obviously with the fixtures coming thick and fast it only gives you enough time really to just cover the, the matches and look back at the previous one so yeah cheers Lewis thanks for coming on um, subscribe to Besotted on all good podcast channels buy us a beer um, it's always nice when you go over to Kofi and um, yeah just a little bit of a little bit of a contribution does pay for a couple of beers on a, on a, on a match day which um, they always taste more delicious than when we are paying, paying for them ourselves so yeah thanks to everyone who supports us uh, get behind the team tomorrow cheer Brentford on to a famous win we haven't beaten Newcastle for 70 odd years we've been setting records week in week out this season let's go out and set out another one and beat the Newcastle United. Cheers. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.